Welcome to Focus on Women Season 4. This season, we are proud to announce our new Artist Collective initiative. We're collaborating with illustrators and photographers by commissioning them to create some amazing artwork that uplifts women of all kinds. We will then take that artwork and make it available on tote bags, stickers, art prints, and so much more. 25% of the proceeds will go towards the cost of producing our fabulous podcast, and the remaining will go into the artist's pocket. If you're interested in being a part of this program, please go to our website at focusonwomen.org and click on the Artist Collective tab. Thanks so much for listening and being subscribers. Hi, this is Tracy with Focus on Women, and today's guest is Dixie Dixon. She is one of the 16 original Nikon ambassadors in the U.S., shooting film in motion for major fashion brands around the world. She is Texan, born and raised, and I can't wait to hear her story. Hi, Dixie. Hello there. It's great to see you. Nice to see you. And we also have Shelly Waldman, Focus on Women's awesome podcast producer. Welcome, Shelly. So happy to be here and to meet Dixie. Yay. I'm excited yeah. to be here and talk with you both. Yeah, we're. I'm super excited to hear about you. I've obviously looked at your website, got a little of my bio from there, but tell us where you got started. Did you study photography in college or when did it all happen for you? Yeah, I actually studied um, entrepreneurship and business in college because I figured out I really needed to like know the business side of things in order to actually make a living doing photography. So it, you know, I got to study marketing and accounting and business and all of those things. And then I actually started assisting photographers in college. Um, I shot weddings and portraits and Ultimately, I applied for an investment job out of school because I was kind of afraid to jump right into photography because it's a little scary when you just start, you know, out of school and whatnot. So I ended up turning that investment job down at the advice of one of my mentors. He said, you know what, if this is your passion, if this is what you want to do for your living, um, he said, I would say jump right into it. Like, don't get locked in a lifestyle um, go after photography if like this is your passion, this is what you really want to do. So I ended up turning down that investment job and I went straight to photography and I was shooting everything you can imagine. Um, but that's really how I got started and I've been shooting ever since. <laughs> wow. So how many years has it been? Gosh, um, I've been shooting full time about 12 years now. And uh, awesome. I studied abroad with a world-renowned fashion photographer my uh, senior year, and I studied in London for three months, and that's when I really fell in love with, like, the fashion, um, commercial photography side, and, um, you know, it's been a real big adventure. One of my first big uh, breaks was shooting for a TV show on HDNet. It was like a docu-reality travel show, and so I was shooting swimsuit models for a living for four years. <laughs> wow. And, yeah, so it's been a lot of really interesting random experiences, but man, I just love this industry and I love the people you meet. It's just so much fun. Cool. So have you always been doing both the motion and the, and the commercial photography or did you do one first and then go into the other? Yeah, I definitely started with photography. That was definitely, it still is my, I would say my main passion, but I ended up um, networking with a producer that lived um, in Texas near me and he has this um, agency and they were needing a director to direct a fashion project and they had mainly like dudes <laughs> and within their agency that weren't really fashion, you know, into the fashion thing. So he's like, so he asked if I could direct this uh, hair commercial 
and it was for a TV, it was for a TV spot and I've never directed a commercial before, but I always go by the, the, uh, what is that quote? If you're given an opportunity that you're definitely not prepared for, always say yes and then figure it out later. (laughs) And so, um, I ended up saying yes to that. And I did, uh, I was very communicative. I said, look, I haven't done a lot of directing and stuff like that. And he said, no, I trust your vision. So I storyboarded it, came up with the concept and we shot it and it actually ended up winning an advertising award. Um, that year. So it was like, wow, this is fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Shocked. Yeah, it was a really, and so now I've been doing motion ever since and I love it. I'm like, that's a great way to get started. <laughs> right? Just <laughs> thrown into the deep end of the pool. <laughs> so it was fun. Yeah. You storyboard a lot of your shoots that you do? I do. Absolutely. I actually storyboard almost every shoot that I do. So we'll come up with the, you know, I like to have pictures for the hair and makeup we're looking for the stylist, the wardrobe, and then also like with the posing and whatnot. Um, I actually use a cork board for my storyboards. A lot of people use Pinterest, uh, but I love to pre-plan out kind of the day and the different shots we're doing. Um, and sometimes for video, you have to kind of draw out stick figures, which I'm a terrible drawer, but (laughs) I do the best that I can as far as that goes. So, yeah. So it sounds like when you transitioned into doing video, it really wasn't that far out of the deep end for you because you were already doing all the pre-production anyway. Totally. And we were already doing um, behind the scenes films. So I was kind of art directing those because um, I liked because I started doing the, the behind the scenes films actually a couple years after I started shooting so people could get an idea what it's like to work with me on set. So I was kind of a little bit versed in that and picking the music and kind of creating a cool storyline. So it's been a fun progression for sure. I want to do more directing work. I love it. <laughs> I know you travel a lot. Um, yeah. Obviously, maybe not this year as much, but... <laughs> Um, so do you find that your jobs are still all over the world or are you mainly still U.S. based? Yeah, I would say it's about 50, 50, you know, we do a lot of work here in Texas, but also, um, kind of abroad. I, I love the travel. Oh gosh. It's like, I just feel like you learn so much about yourself through traveling and, and getting to know crews and whatnot. And, um, so I always try to travel with my crew and I would say it's about 50-50 when it's not COVID times. Uh, this is the longest I've been home in probably 12 years. Uh, so it's been interesting trying to, you know, I'm like, wow, I'm used to just jet setting and always having my suitcase ready to go. And uh, so it's been interesting. I love the travel. I miss it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So take us back a little bit. Um, and when you were assisting, like, are there any, are there people that stand out that sort of helped move you forward as a mentor or can you share yeah. any of those experiences or even how, you know, I don't know, cause I'm not a photographer, how you become an ambassador for Nikon, but maybe oh, yeah. share that too. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so a couple of my mentors, definitely the guy that I assisted over in London, Jeff Licata, and he shot for Calvin Klein and Vogue and all these big brands. Um, so he definitely served as a really big mentor. Um, Matthew Jordan Smith. Have you heard of Matthew? He shoots really amazing uh, beauty work. So His I stuff am- is gorgeous. Absolutely yes! gorgeous. And I've got to hear him speak, you know, at different conventions. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. He's so yeah, he's motivational. So cool. And he has the best <laughs> smile, doesn't he? He does. He it's really does. 
<laughs> and he's just such a soulful person and he has a really great voice. But uh, so I interned for him for a while. Um, and then as far as the Nikon uh, project goes, I, I mean, I call Nikon like a big family now. So we're just so, we all know each other so well. So I met the marketing director um, through going to WPPI. It's like a photography trade show. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, I right out of school, I entered a contest. I entered like some portrait contest and my image ended up winning. And so then I won like a trip to Vegas to attend this photography trade show. It was really, really fun. Um, so then I got to like network with all these um, photographers and whatnot. And so I ended up meeting the president of Rangefinder Magazine. So fast forward a few years, I kept him updated. And ultimately, he then introduced me to this marketing director at Nikon after a few years. And then I asked him if he would critique my work. And he said, yeah, sure. Come in tomorrow. Um, luckily I didn't have my portfolio with me. That was really stupid. But, um, so one of the, <laughs> one of the trade show booths, um, had printed a sample for me and they had it at their booth. And so <laughs> I ended up like running over there. It was like a big, beautiful album, like a coffee table book. And I said, can I borrow this for an hour? <laughs> so I ran over to this trade show booth. They're like, okay, just don't take it. Cause you know, those are expensive. So um, I ended up running it over and then, then meeting with the guy at Nikon. He's actually a really great mentor now. Um, but he critiqued my work and really loved it. And then I kept him updated for like a year. And then ultimately they ended up hiring me to shoot one for one of their cameras, like the advertising campaign for one of their cameras. Um, and then they launched the ambassador program about a year later. And I'd been doing tons of shoots for them um, and also doing speaking engagements at trade shows and whatnot. So that's kind of how it all. And then so now um, the Nikon ambassador, it's basically, it's like, you mentor young photographers, you um, were considered to shoot their campaigns for the cameras that come out. Sometimes they want like stock libraries of images shot with certain cameras. So we shoot those. And then um, we also speak at trade shows and events and stuff like that. So it kind of comes circle, but it's been a really, really fun experience to work oh, with. That's them. awesome. That's great. Fun. I love all your connections. You're such a connector. <laughs> I do. I love the connecting. Lots of people. And I feel like we're such a, a pretty big industry, but we're small as far as you meet so many people who happens to know this person or whatever it is and just all comes full circle. Well, and that's how I, you know, I mean, I started following you before and then I started noticing oh, you were yeah. writing monthly for Sal, uh, Sal Sincata's magazine, Shutter Magazine. And I was like, wait, Dixie's <laughs> writing like a monthly column in here now. This is great. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. It's a beautiful magazine that they put yeah. together. Yeah. It, it's, it's great to see since so many other beautiful photography magazines have folded yes. that, you know, right. that one's still going strong. Right. It's well printed and everything. Yeah. They're great. Really yeah. fun to work with. That's so cool. <laughs> I like that you were so scrappy there at WPPI running over to the album company and being like, can I borrow this? Yes, I'm very resourceful. <laughs> Problem solving is definitely, uh, yeah, gotten used right. to that as a photographer. <laughs> I'm sure that happens on many a set. Like, yes. how, do we, how do we fix this? Yes, I feel like there's always something that a client throws at you and you've just got to sort of be like, all right, how are we going to fix this? Or how are we going to, you know, fit this shot in or whatever it is? 
Yeah, and that I'm probably used to that too. And from your time doing being in a wedding in the wedding world, you're very have to be very resourceful at weddings. Yes. Oh gosh, weddings are the hardest genre I'd say to shoot. So it was good training. I hate shooting weddings, (laughs) but man, I I give those photographers a lot of respect because that is not an easy gig. (laughs) No, and everything goes wrong. Oh yeah. And then you got all the tensions of the, you know, personality. It's not like you can recreate stuff like you can in commercial photography. It's, it's a whole different ball game. <laughs> yeah. Much yeah. more pressure. Much more. Yes, pressure. definitely. And a different kind of pressure too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like that once in a lifetime kind of moment. And if you miss it, Yes. Like <laughs> right. the kiss at the end of the wedding. You know, you can't, I've missed that at weddings and it's not a good thing. <laughs> people aren't very really happy mad. with you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Oh, that's. Yeah. Funny. You're like, could you, sorry, could you kiss again? <laughs> Just <laughs> one more time. <laughs> Seriously, I've done that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. so much anymore, but yeah. It's funny. So tell us about your tell us about your crew there. I'm sure you must work yeah. with great people that you travel with. Um, is it always the same team? Are you work? Do you also do studio fashion work, or is it all outside? Yeah, absolutely. We do um, studio location, pretty much all of it. And I do tend to travel with a similar crew. Like I always have, I have an amazing lighting technician, Eric. He's incredible. And we basically don't have to speak on set. It's just, he knows the style of lighting I love because he loves the same style and it's just like clockwork. <laughs> and then my producer, Nancy, I've worked with for, gosh, probably seven years now. She's amazing. She keeps me like on schedule because I tend to overshoot everything because I get so in the moment and so excited. Um, So she's just been awesome. And she does a lot of my invoicing and whatnot, stuff like that. And then obviously coming up with the schedule and all those things. So I travel with her and then we'll have usually um, a Digitech. Usually we use Casey and he's got this cool beard. He's got this cool vibe about him, but he's always <laughs> keeping things organized as far as the when we shoot tethered and whatnot. And um, otherwise, like we'll work with different hair and makeup depending on like the concept because some makeup artists are better at certain things like lifestyle and some are better at the more avant-garde type of looks. And um, yeah, same with, same with styling and wardrobe. And um, yeah, I just try to, I call them the dream team. And I love to work with people that just trying to check their egos at the door that, I mean, my crew doesn't have an ego and I love that. Um, and it's just, we're all super collaborative. We love working together. It's like, it's everyone's passion. So when you bring that team of people together, it's a really cool experience. Cause it's like, never am I more present than I am when I'm on set and working with some, they become like my good friends basically. So, and then, you know, just creating that experience for your clients. It's not only the images that you create for them, it's also the experience they need to have fun on set. And that's such a big part, I think, of commercial and fashion photography is, you know, the client having that fun experience. So we try to create that, make the clients feel really special. And um, yeah, so it's been a really fun adventure. How did you and Nancy meet? I'm kind of curious about that backstory. Yeah, so... Gosh, we met on a crazy, crazy gig. Uh, <laughs> have you guys heard of the company Magpul? 
You probably not. <laughs> we're, in, we're in Texas here. It is a um, it is a gun company. Um, so I thought that the client was calling for me to shoot a chewing gum calendar, and I was like, "Oh, a gum calendar? What?" <laughs> so I was very confused. They're like, "No, no, no, a gun calendar." It was actually an art director that called me. She's an amazing art director. Her name's Keely Wirtz, and she knew my style of photography and thought of me for the job. And then, so I got that gig. She's like, yeah, we're going to be shooting. So basically it was a high fashion calendar, like, like gowns walking towards the middle of downtown Dallas. And then you've got like the military, you know, rifle or whatever. And then proceeds would go (laughs) to the Marine Reconnaissance Foundation, which basically helps out uh, military families of soldiers that have been injured. So it was all for charity, but it was a really, really interesting and fun gig. So I ended up getting introduced from to Nancy. She used to work and produce uh, at JCPenney's and she was referred to us from our stylist, Jeanette, who was awesome. And uh, so I ended up working with her on that job. And then we've been, I've hired her on every job since. (laughs) So it's just crazy how it all comes together. That was probably my first big, you know, production essentially, like maybe second actually, but yeah. It was a crazy, crazy game. It was serendipitous that you guys met. (laughs) It was. Very, very lucky because I was like, all right, this is a big project. We need a producer and a, you know, hair, makeup, styling, like all the, all the above. So it was really, really fun. And we've shot two other calendars since then. (laughs) So we've shot it, you know, three years. So it's been really fun. They stopped doing the calendar um, eventually, but it was a fun, really fun gig. Really artsy images. (laughs) Wow. Putting art with guns. All right. Very cool. Very, te- <laughs> the very Texan. Very Texas. It's very Texas. Yeah, I can't. I don't post those online, though. <laughs> I'm like, it was a gig. Like, it doesn't, you know, it's not my views or anything. It's just, it's just a cool gig. So. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, and there's a lot of military in Texas, too. So. Yeah. It's very true. It's kind of like a James Bond feel, which is fun. Really, really. Oh, fun. yeah. Yeah. That gives it a better vision in my mind yeah. now that you say that. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a really weird thing to communicate. <laughs> You're like, it's more James Bond than high school prom, okay? Yes, it's definitely James Bond. This, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. So tell us a little bit, like, what's your... Um, what's your favorite kind of fashion? You know, like you do such a broad range. Is there something that you yeah. like to focus on more than the other stuff? Gosh, I, so the way that I shoot, I love getting to know the, getting to know the people that I photograph in addition to the fashion. So I, I wouldn't say that my style is that avant-garde, super high fashion where they look more like mannequins or statues. <laughs> Mine's more of a lifestyle commercial type of fashion, I would say, where you get the personality and you get the feeling of wearing those clothes and um, really getting to know the models that I shoot. So it's more kind of like a Peter Lindbergh, like emotional fashion, as opposed to just that more mannequin-like type of fashion work. So that's my favorite. I love lifestyle fashion. I love shooting lifestyle. Um, we just did a really cool project for like Salvation Army. It was like a lifestyle fashion project through uh, Richard's group over here. That was like right before COVID happened. Um, so I'm glad that we got that in. But it was more, and actually the stylist pulled all the clothes from Salvation Army. So it was a really neat project because it was like truth in advertising. And uh, so, you know, I do a lot of lifestyle and a lot of fashion. And that's definitely my, my favorite, I'd say. Yeah. 
Yeah. Totally. And and what um what keeps you going? I mean, we know that we're hopefully towards the I don't know. Hopefully we're getting on the other side of COVID, depending on what yes. state you live in. Actually, you guys have it worse now. But um what <laughs> what have so. you been what have you been focusing on? Do you focus on a, do you do a lot of your own marketing? Do you look to yeah. others for help with marketing? Do you do portfolio reviews? What kind of secrets can you share? Yeah, absolutely. So gosh, I've been doing, a, I caught, caught up on my editing first. That was definitely huge just on personal work and stuff like that. Cause I always try to be shooting personal work. Cause I feel like that's what feeds the, the paid work. Cause it's like when you put out there what it is you want to shoot, it's, it's like law of attraction. You know, you attract that kind of work back to you. So you got to show the type of work that you want to shoot. So I'm always trying to shoot personal work at least once a month. Um, I've still been doing that kind of during COVID, just little small projects here and there. Um, also kind of brushing up on my, I have all these hard drives <laughs> trying to like organize my back end a little bit better as far as the the workflow and things like that. And then I'm also working on a couple new passive income streams because I feel like it's nice to have multiple streams of income when you're a photographer. So I've got like an educational site that we did a tutorial on that they sell online. Um, and then I'm working on a couple little photography products as well. So I've been doing those and then up, up, uh, updating the website and sending that out to clients for future gigs. I do. I mean, most of my work is honestly word of mouth and Eventually, I would love to have someone out there pitching my work. I haven't quite figured out that person yet or team or whoever it is. Um, so really, ultimately, from this, it's really been mainly word of mouth and people getting to know me from different projects I've done and stuff like that. So I've been busy. So I'm grateful for that. And eventually, I'd like to do more marketing and, and stuff like that because I should be probably doing the promo cards and the email blast. And all of those, like, I know I should be doing that, but I haven't done a ton of that recently. And I know I need to, but, um, it's definitely a balance to try to, I don't know, fit everything in. And so, yeah, that's kind of, I'd say that kind of sums up what I've been, what I've been up to. <laughs> yeah. So you, you mentioned doing a lot of personal work, right? That you try to basically pick a project for yourself about once a month. Yeah. I'm just curious, how do you either keep that well, you know, keep the creativity well full? Like, are you always on the hunt for a new idea? How do you capture that idea? And then how do you actually turn that into something? Yeah. So a lot of the ideas will just, um, you know, since I was little, I've been, I'm an only child and I'm very much an introvert, believe it or not. I know I don't seem like an introvert, but (laughs) because I can be very extroverted, like on set and stuff like that. But Um, I've always had tear sheets since I was little. I literally have binders full of tear sheets since when I was in, gosh, I want to say I started doing it in high school, just saving magazine covers that I loved and ads that I loved. Um, and they're all organized like per like men's fashion, women's fashion. So I find a lot of ideas in there of looking back through some of that stuff. Um, sometimes a lot of times ideas will just come like after I meditate, I try to meditate 20 minutes a day and just silence your mind so you can kind of let in the ideas. And, um, you know, I have so many, I have so many (laughs) ideas of stuff that I want to shoot. It's kind of just like, all right, what do we work on next? And then things will come together. Like we just did this personal shoot with a giraffe. Um, it was on the cover of, um, of shutter magazine. Yeah. And so, 
I ultimately had shot this model for a Nikon campaign. And then she's like, yeah, if you ever want to shoot with a giraffe or with animals, let us know because we have a really great connection. I said, hell yes. (laughs) And so um, we ended up shooting that. Um, This was before COVID happened and um, just created these cool shots with the giraffe. So I think I want to start shooting more with animals. So that's kind of a new endeavor that I want to start working on. So they just kind of flow, ebb and flow, but yeah. You're in a good place for animals in Texas. You know? <laughs> Maybe crazy. you can find some longhorn. Not a problem. Yes. Actually, it's funny. That's on the list. The, the longhorn, because there's a longhorn sanctuary or something around here that I really want to shoot with. So Yeah. And then you could go just a little north into like Colorado, Utah and shoot the wild Mustang. Yes. yes. Oh God, that'd be amazing. So yeah, there's some, there's some great animals, uh, right, yes. right in your hood. Absolutely. And I kind of know models everywhere. So it's always becomes a really fun, fun adventure. Yeah. I'm just really curious. How do you stay organized? I mean, you've got all these different things, right? You (laughs) not only the place and you've no people everywhere and you have to, you know, and you're, you're drafting all these ideas. So what is kind of like the ways that you keep systematized, you know, your, your world? It's tough. It's tough. I, um, I try to I try to be organized. I would say that I'm not the most organized person, but I do keep it organized enough to where I can find things when I need it. And like, I just actually started doing a whole new workflow um, with with the backing up of images. So anytime I do a job, I come straight home. Um, I use this um, software called Post Taste. Have you guys heard of that? No. It's awesome. Y'all got to check it out um, because it's like it immediately and automatically creates your folder structure for every single client. So for for instance, for every single client, I have like raw files, video files, model releases, um, um, working on files, and then like JPEG, you know, so there's a lot of folders involved. So you can create your structure and then use post haste and it'll automatically create all those folder sets for you. So you can just drag and drop the images into them. So yeah, and it's free. It's like a free program and not a lot of people know about it. So I'm always like, yeah, you got to try post haste. So we use that a lot. And then, so I'm going to come back from now on and then ultimately drag all my raw files up into Dropbox just so they're backed up. So I have an unlimited Dropbox now. And then I also have like these big GTEC drives that have like 20 terabytes of, you know, um, availability on them to drag them onto. So everything's backed up like three times. I'm really anal about backup because I'm always afraid to lose files and stuff like that. So surprised you don't have a raid system by now. I do. It is raid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is raid, but it's, I just, I'm always, you know, scared that a fire is going to happen or something. And then, so I want to have everything on Dropbox and yeah, I hear you. I, 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 have a, I have a place that I, I upload everything to. And I think yeah. we're always evolving, right? You're always trying to get a little bit yeah. better at your workflow and find the holes and be like, you know, you get those little scares where you get the butterflies in your stomach. Like, oh my God, did I just, did I lose that? Did, is, did it go yes. away? Is yes. it not on multiple drives? <laughs> it's always the worst feeling in the world. Oh God, it gives me, it makes me anxious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you buy another hard drive and du- duplicate everything. Yes, exactly. Just make sure it's all backed up there. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to stay organized, but you know, I do my best. <laughs> hey 
guys, it's Tracy from Focus on Women. I want to talk about our new artist collective. We are working with illustrators and photographers and looking for people to create some great visuals that we can then put on tote bags, t-shirts, stickers, etc. So if you're interested, please go to our website at focusonwomen.org and check out the Artist Collective Initiative. Thanks guys. I loved your answer to the marketing that really most of your work is word of mouth because I think that that's yeah. something that a lot of photographers, I, I think there's a good mix. There's some photographers who that's how they've, it's always worked for them. And then there's others who huh. just don't even know how to get that connection going or how to keep the connection going. Um, right. So what can you say? What do you think it is? I mean, I think I could guess what it is about you that <laughs> that keeps that connection going. But it, um, but what can you share with our listeners about like, how do you find, you know, how do you find that? How do you work that in? And is it, yeah. is it something consciously that you think you're doing or is it just mm. subconsciously part of you that that's that's a good question um it's funny because the word of mouth it takes forever I feel like (laughs) it's not like you know a year and then you're just gonna be freaking busy shooting all the kind of work that you love um I started out shooting just portraits mainly and I would shoot this was when I was very first starting and I would shoot these high-end portraits where I would charge like you know 1500 bucks for a portrait and they would get a few digital files and they get their hair and makeup done. It was like a a fun experience. Um, so obviously when I'm shooting that stuff, it's not the fashion work that I wanted to be shooting. So I would, I had two separate websites at that time. So I had like a wedding and portrait website and then I had the fashion commercial website, which all the fashion commercial commercial work that I had shot, I had originally shot for free. I was just doing like model tests and things like that. But I was trying to, and I was pushing that work out there to different boutiques and um, trying to send it out to art directors. I actually did cold calling and stuff like that when I was first starting out to get meetings, like when I would travel to LA ultimately trying to get a hold of like the creative director and the art director. But man, you have to make so many calls to get like one meeting. You have to make like, I want to say like 20 calls to get that one meeting. But when you get that in-person meeting, I think there's something about meeting in person that you see if you, your personalities mesh and it kind of makes it so people think about hiring you, especially if you keep them updated like once a month on your new work and stuff like that. Even if it's just like an off-the-cuff type of email, hey, hope you're doing well. Um, here's a few of my new images from this campaign or this shoot. And um, just trying to keep updated. And then social media is big. I have gotten quite a few jobs off of like Instagram. Um, so I'm trying to post at least three times a week. It's always a it's always tough, but, uh, that kind of keeps the word of mouth going and the buzz, um, going if you will. So it kind of, after you've done a few bigger commercial jobs, I feel like the word of mouth starts working a little bit for you. Whereas like an art director at some brand will hire you for a bunch of jobs and then they'll switch companies and then hire you again. And, um, so it all kind of starts to mesh. So I don't think it, I mean, it's something that I definitely try to keep up with but I don't know if it's I mean I try to be very net I try to network a lot um go to like the trade shows have been really huge in getting all the sponsors um that's 
actually why I have about 10 stickers from the hard drive company, the lot of the camera companies, um, the albums. So all those people I met at these like wedding photography trade shows or portrait photography trade shows. And, and I've gotten a lot of stuff through speaking engagements too. When I speak at the, the Nikon booth, they live stream that out like a hundred so people can kind of get to know they're like oh that's who that is they start recognizing you even if it's just photographers they may have some other job that they do maybe they're an art director for a marketing firm or something and they kind of dabble in photography but that's definitely been a huge tool for word of mouth is just the Nikon um, link if you will just because people love cameras and they love geeking out about it and watching some of the live streams and stuff so so yeah it's been kind of a I don't know, organic kind of, kind of thing. So. Well, and all of that helps for SEO too, right? So. So true. <laughs> you know, I mean, with, when you have all those different sponsors, I'm guessing when you say sponsors, for those that don't understand, give us a little bit about like, what do you, what's the give and take in that sponsorship? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So some sponsors uh, like pay and then some sponsors are more like a trade for gear And so basically when you're working with like a hard drive company or something like that, they may send you a hard drive if you'll promote it on your Instagram or whatever. And then um, most of my sponsors actually hire me to do advertising shoots. Like I've done a big advertising shoot for G-Tech, like the hard drives. Um, So I do shoot product on occasion um, with models in them. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, just posting that stuff and sharing, it's sort of like a give and take of working. So I already shoot with, like pro photo lighting and Nikon and G tech already. So I may as well push it out there and it's great for them. And it's great for me to get the name out there. And then it just becomes like a nice working relationship. But a lot of times they'll send out new gear before it's released to play with. And so that's really fun. Always getting to see the prototypes and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, it's kind of like a, just a nice working relationship. And I've never gone after sponsors. Um, They've all come I guess the, all my sponsors really have been introduced to me through, I guess, word of mouth ultimately is like a photographer if they're looking for a fashion photographer to add to their ambassador list. Um, and then they'll reach out and say, hey, do you want to work together? Do you like our drives? And then it becomes a thing. So, but I think the trade shows have definitely been the biggest impact. And like the, I'm a part of the ASMP, APA, um, I used to be about part of the SPS, the student photography organization. Um, so I applied for all these while I was in college and I started entering their contest because <laughs> I had a business teacher. He's like, if you're interested in industry, join the trade organization involved in that industry and get involved in it. So I was like, okay, that's cool. So I just Googled photography trade organizations and I, and I ended up joining all of them in the student version because it was a lot cheaper and entering their contests and stuff. So it's definitely been helpful. <laughs> Do you still enter contests today? Every once in a while, yeah. I mean, I uh, we just won a Telly Award. So the Tellies and then Advertising Awards, we usually enter those. Um, so yeah, here and there, if I have a, something I'm really excited about, we'll, we'll enter it and spend the money to do that. Um, well, yeah. APA National Awards, so I'm just saying, yeah. you could enter. Oh, cool. Right. The APA National Awards. Yeah, they're that going happen? on right now. Oh. It's yeah. I think yesterday was the deadline. Oh no! <laughs> was it? Next, next next year. That's cool. They do I'll extend it, so yeah. maybe it's been extended. But there's also WPPI also has theirs going on right now yes, too. Yes, that's cool. I try to enter more of the commercial 
award right. shows. Yeah. Like the CA art stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. And I actually was thinking, I was planning on going this year to another trade show. So instead of networking with photographers, I thought to myself, I should go to like a marketing or advertising agency trade show or small brand trade show and just network at one of those shows. Um, so I haven't done that yet, but I definitely think that might be a good idea to get in, in market and get to know some of the other people. Yeah. I mean, I could see you going to like a retail show. Yeah, totally. And just say, Hey, let me meet with your marketing director and obviously yep. bring my portfolio <laughs> this time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, there's a person on Tracy's roster who, uh, used to go to the outdoor show. She's an outdoor photographer. Oh, that's awesome. She met a yeah. bunch of brands that yeah. way. So it does cool. work. It does I love work. that. Is that the cool uh, promo piece that you guys did? I was looking at, what was her name? The cool Hillary. promo piece with Hillary. Yes, Hillary I Mayberry. love that promo yeah. piece. Beautiful. Oh, the hunting. The female yes. hunters. Yeah. It was so cool. I was like, that's really beautiful. You guys do an awesome job with that stuff. I love the promos. Yeah, it was awesome work there. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I always I'm a, I always love looking at promo pieces. I save favorite promo pieces I've seen and stuff like that. You think that I would be more apt to do my own lately because <laughs> I love them I'm just like oh it's just choosing the images and the copy and it's a lot to, yeah yeah to work on that too but yeah it's good it's always yeah. good to have a second pair of eyes for that stuff so there's always a never-ending list of things to do <laughs> yes that did is I, for certain did I see on your website that you recently published a book that you photographed. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? How did you get that project? Going? Absolutely. So I was another trade show adventure. Um, I was speaking at the Nikon booth <laughs> at Photo Plus, the big mm-hmm. photography trade show in New York e- each year. And there was this book company, this publisher um, in London, um, and they approached me, they stood in line and talked to me after the, sh- the, sh- the show that I get presentation that I gave. And he said, Hey, would you want to do a book on photography and how to break into the commercial world and, you know, lighting and stuff like that? I said, yeah, sure. That'd be kind of fun. So I kept him and we kind of kept in contact for about a year. And then finally, um, he sent me a contract to, to create this book and write this book. Um, so I spent about a year writing it. And it's kind of like my story up into this point, like lighting, like how to break into it, social media. Um, And so it's really like a photography how-to book, but then it has all the images in there. So it's kind of like photography how-to mixed with coffee table book. So it's kind of a mix. Um, And they asked if I wanted a ghostwriter, but I was like, you know what, if I'm going to write a book, I'm actually going to write it. <laughs> so, so I did write the whole thing and my producer, Nancy proofread all of it. And, uh, man, it was, it was an undertaking. It's crazy that it all came together, but, and I'm pretty bad procrastinator on some personal stuff like that, like personal work. <laughs> and so I would always be writing up into those due dates that he set out, but we, we ended up creating that cool book. And what was so crazy was, um, do you know Kathy Ireland? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Sports Illustrated supermodel. So she actually wrote the forward to it. So I, yeah, it was such a neat, because I had met her through a mentor and uh, ended up getting to photograph her as part of a personal project. And we had so much fun working together that she ended up writing the forward. And then we did a big gallery opening and book launch um, here in Fort Worth. So she ended up flying in for that. And 
it became this really fun, crazy experience. I'm always like, wow, this is like, she's flying in for this. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost mind blowing. (laughs) So I was really excited. And, um, the proceeds ended up going to her. She has a foundation, a Providence school. So it was a really neat, really neat night for sure. It's kind of like the launch. Yeah. It's good fun. So you've mentioned mentors a few times yeah. um, during our conversation. And this is something that's really near and dear to Tracy and I's heart uh-huh. under focus on women and what yeah. we really want to see for more women coming up in this industry. And so love I'd it. love to know a little bit about how do you, how have you found your mentors over the years? Mm-hmm. Um, not just your photography mentors. I'm sure there's been others. Um, yeah. And what kinds of things have you, like, what has that relationship look like, whether it's on set or, you know, offset? Yeah, I would say the photography mentors usually end up being photographers that I assist for. And so, like Matthew, um, I met him at a trade show, and that seems to be the theme of this podcast. I stood in line to talk to him uh, when I was just starting out and I asked if I could assist him when I was in California and help him out with some shoots. And so I booked a trip to California and said, Hey, are you around? I would love to help you out in studio. And he actually replied and said that um, I could help him out for a couple of weeks in studio. And then he's kind of ever since served as a, a mentor, you know, it's really, um, it's not very structured, any of the mentorships. It's more if I have a question or something, I'll reach out and ask him those questions. And um, so it's kind of uh, very organic. I always tell people that are looking for a mentor, it's always a good idea to, to say what you can offer the photographer as opposed to saying, hey, will you be a mentor? Because the photographers are so busy. They think, oh gosh, that's going to be an extra two hours a week I got to spend and whatnot. I think it's a good way to reach out and said, Hey, would love to help you out in studio. Do you need an assistant for a couple days for free? You know, don't work for free for a long time, but I think it is nice to offer your time, um, for, you know, a couple days. And then once the relationship develops, you might say, Hey, I would love for you to be my mentor. And then, then it's sort of more of an organic, um, feel as opposed to just out of the blue cold calling, like, Hey, will you be my mentor. And I don't even know you yet. Like developing that relationship. So that's kind of how mine have worked. And then business relationships has mainly been word of mouth. Um, there's Kathy Ireland is more of a business mentor. And uh, I would meet with him oh, about once every two weeks, we would have lunch and just talk about business and stuff like that. But he's, he's been great. So yeah, that kind of, uh, I guess that's kind of how they're all very organic. Like nothing's really forced. Um, I feel like when you reach out to people out of the blue, it's just hard or like you want to at least say, Hey, we'd love to help you out. Or can I buy you coffee or something? So it's like a give and take, you know, it's not like give, give, give. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I, I think it's really interesting to hear about how they've come about and then how you've, you know, how you've been able to help and give back. And, and now, you know, it's gotten to the point where you're in your, you have a stretch of career now, and I'm sure people are reaching out to you just saying, Hey, Dixie, like, can I assist you on set? (laughs) Yes. Oh, and that's another thing. I love that. Anytime people reach out to assist on set, we love having people come on set and, and learn and assist and whatnot and get to know the crew. So I'm always, always game for that. I know that on your questionnaire, I said, not right now. I don't want to be a mentor, but I, the, the thing is I've already committed <laughs> to being a, a mentor for Nikon and a couple other folks. So I'm just a little stretched thin right now, but I definitely, 
will reach back out when I have some time because I love, love working with other that want to come on set, maybe not like a full-time mentorship, just want to assist or whatnot, please let me know because we're always, we love having multiple hands on set. Um, Great. Tracy and I are coming. Yes, please do. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. That would be an an honor. (laughs) We're going to come for your next animal shoot and when you're doing your personal project. Please do. I still can't get over the a giraffe. Like a giraffe is a model. Like how is that even? Actually, I have it. I have it right here. This is like, look at this giraffe. Its name was Gerald. Can you see it? Oh, sure. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so awesome. And where, where are you at? Like a sanctuary or where was it shot at? Yeah, it was shot in Denton, Texas. And so there has like a big old field area and we had to edit out the fence but the, the giraffe is an orphan and they adopted it. This amazing animal oyster adopted it and has just created this like animal sanctuary and um, they just take care of all these orphan animals. So now um, he, this giraffe has a wife named Harriet who is also a orphan and they've had a baby, a baby joy. <laughs> so I got to photograph all of them. It was the coolest, coolest experience. So I'll be going back there. They were just awesome. I see another book in your future. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the orphaned animal book. Yes. That would be so fun. I would be all in for that. I think it would probably, probably make it all black and white. Yeah. That's, that's that. definitely on the, on the to-do list. I love yeah. that. Well, gosh, it was so nice to get to meet yes. you and you hear your too. story, finally. Thank Aww. you so much for sharing it. Absolutely. You guys were so much fun to chat with. I hope that we get to work together in the future. It'd be really fun. Yeah. Well, I know I know that if Tracy takes a road trip and her road trip takes her back through Texas, she's going to hit you up. Yes. Yeah. Please do. I'll yeah. show you the stockyards and all that. <laughs> You'll eat some good barbecue. Yes, definitely good barbecue. I know the spots. <laughs> that sounds good. Awesome. You got to get a cowboy hat while you're here. Not, oh, not yeah. Or boots. Whichever or or is, both. You know. Or yeah. both. <laughs> and like Billy Bob's, the dance hall. We're very, very Southern. Very, very Texas. So yeah, please let me know. That'd be so much. <laughs> We're very, very Texas. Yes. It. Very, very yeah, I love it. Well, it was so good. It was such an honor to talk with you both. Oh yeah, will you? Time today. But every, will you tell everyone how to find you, see your work, Dixie? What's your Instagram handle? Absolutely. Um, it is under I am Dixie Dixon. So I A M Dixie Dixon. Dixie Dixon wasn't available, so <laughs> I had to add the I am to the front of it. So and then DixieDixon.com. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds good. Thanks everyone for tuning in and please check us out at focusonwomen.org. Make sure to subscribe, leave us a review. Let us know if you're interested in in, in being on the podcast. We're always looking for new people and everybody stay safe and keep your creative juices flowing. Thanks ladies. Thank you.